Hi, I'm Genevieve. And I'm Emmy. Welcome to the Science Sisters. Broadcasting from our basement in Charlotte, North Carolina, the Science Sisters is a podcast about science for kids by kids, plus our dad. Alrighty, girls, what are we learning about today? Today, Dad, we're talking about another super scientist. This time, she's from the 1800s, and she was one of the first computer programmers ever. Wait, a coder from the 1800s? Tell me more. Today's episode is about Ada Lovelace. Ada was born Augusta Ada Byron, the daughter of a mathematician Anne Isabella Byron and Lord Byron, the famous British poet. Ada's mom left Lord Byron only a month after Ada was born, and Ada never knew her dad. Ada and her mom didn't have a very good relationship either. But Lady Byron wanted to stop Ada from being too influenced by her dad's artistic side, so she quickly started having Ada trained in mathematics and science. Despite what her mom wanted, Ada grew up believing in what she called poetical science, and it influenced her work on computers. Ada eventually married William King, Earl of Lovelace, marrying Ada, Augusta Ada King, Countess of Lovelace. Ada started going by the name Ada Lovelace after that. But before that, Ada met a man named Charles Babbage when she was 18. He showed her plans for a machine he designed called the Difference Engine. It was a complex adding machine that was able to do math without electricity. He imagined an even more complex device he called the Analytical Engine, which would be a general-purpose computer. And it could do anything you asked of it by using cards with holes punched in it to talk to it. But before we talk about Charles Babbage and Ada's work on the first computer, we should probably talk about what a computer is. I think it's time for a... Science Break! So, we know what a computer looks and acts like today, but what really is a computer? Well, a computer had a very different meaning in the 1800s. A computer then was a description of a job, like a painter or a builder. A computer was a person who computed or did math. Even as mechanical and electronic computers got created, the term stuck around until the 1960s. When we flew to the moon in 1969, a giant electronic computer at NASA did all the calculations for rockets to get there, land, and return. But did you know there was a team of woman computers at NASA who checked the electronic computer's work to make sure it was right? The math had to be just right to make sure the rocket didn't miss the moon and fly off into space. They had real people who did that math to make sure it was perfect, but that's a whole other episode. Wow, so what's the difference between what a person computer did and what a modern computer does? Well... The simple definition is that a computer is a device that reads, stores, and writes information. We've had devices like this for thousands of years. The first was the abacus, which uses rows of beads to add and subtract large numbers while storing the current answer for calculation. But eventually, people started inventing mechanical versions of the abacus that used gears and numbers on a dial to do the same calculations an abacus could do. Slowly, the mechanical and electronic versions of computers were created to solve 
particular problems. Yeah, one of the first computers for large-scale calculation was used in the 1890 census in the U.S. The census is required every 10 years in America to count the number of people in the U.S. to make sure the government spends the right amount of money on the right things. Well, so many people lived in the U.S. by 1890 that it would have taken more than 10 years to count everyone. Which means it wouldn't be done until it was time to do the next one. So a man named Herman Holler of Billy Machine that could count the answers to questions based on holes punched in an answer card. It sped up the census by a ton! And computers have been used on every sentence since then. Computers started in government and big businesses, but as they got cheaper to make, People built them to be more and more useful in everyday life. And now computers are everywhere. There's obviously the laptop or the desktop computer you probably have at your house. But smartphones are computers too. Whatever you're listening to this podcast on is a computer. Even simple things like your air conditioner or your oven or your dishwasher have tiny computers in them today. Take your button pushing and turn it into an electric signal to the device you want to use. We ran around our house and tried to count the number of computers we interact with every day. We have our TV, computer, our iPad, computer, our key card, computer, our oven, computer, the sound machine in our room, computer, the microphone we're digging into, computer. We counted 27 different computers of all kinds before we gave up. Computers really are everywhere, and that's what brings us back to Ada. Every computer today is a piece of hardware, which means it's a physical device. But that hardware doesn't know what to do unless you tell it what to do. Computers only speak in tiny electronic signals that are either on or off. That means to speak to a computer, you need to tell it what to do in just ones and zeros. One meaning on and zero meaning off. And that's not just to tell it to turn on or off. If you want to tell your computer to put a G on the screen, you have to tell your computer what parts of the screen to change and what a G looks like and how big you want it and what button you'll press to let it know you'd like another G on the screen. So how do you tell that to a computer? All of that is communicated to the computer through programming, which is also called software. The computer only understands ones and zeros, but programmers usually write in something called a coding language. There's a bunch of coding languages that are designed for different purposes. Then there's also a language that translates that code into the ones and zeros the computer can understand. There's software to control apps, web pages, and even simple device controls like turning up the temperature on your thermostat. Through Ada's work with Charles Babbage, she proposed the first program to be used on Charles' analytical engine. That's why people call her the first programmer. That's so cool! And the analytical engine didn't even exist yet. In fact, Charles Babbage never built it, but Ada still wrote a program to calculate with it. <laughs> 
Ada was also probably the first person to say that computers could be used for more than just math, but also for anything that could be represented with numbers. Ada said she could imagine computers being used to compose elaborate and scientific pieces of music using the science of musical notes and harmonies. Ada inspired the next generation of coders, and her work laid the foundation for every computer program we use every day. She inspires me to learn more about science and create new ideas like she did. It inspires me to learn more about coding. I think it's super cool to create things on computers using programs, and I want to be able to build things too. That's about all for the scientists this week, but tell us about a scientist or creator that inspires you. Email us at thescientistrispodcast.gmail.com or call and leave a message at 910-777-7571. If you love what we're making and you'd like to help more kids discover great science, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps new people discover it. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to wash your hands for 20 seconds. The Science Sisters was created and written by Genevieve and Emmy Britt, ages 9 and 7. We're produced and edited by me, their dad, Kyle Britt, with additional production and music by their uncle, Sven Britt. If you share this podcast with a kid who loves science, I know my girls would love to hear from them. Ask a science question and the girls might answer it on a future episode. Email us at thescienceSistersPodcast at gmail.com or call and leave a message at 910-777-7571.